The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Okay. Um, if you're coming to Oikea for the first time, you'll be welcomed after I'm done preaching. Thank you for coming. Um, and if you have been here for a while, I would like to ask you to join the membership class. Membership class is running up. There's a set that's running up. Then there's another one that we should start soon. All right. So just say, I want to join the membership class. Sign up for the membership class. Um, it's going to help your spiritual growth and your development. And if you are done with your membership class, please make sure you find a place to serve. Praise God. Now, the moment we are done with ladies and men in ministry, by the grace of God, look at them and say, by the grace of God. All right. Um, we will be moving to Snog Event Center. Yeah, praise God. Because it's bigger and it can take more people. Praise God. Now, if you say, Pastor, I don't want to move to the promised land. I want to see, I like this building. Don't worry, very soon, this will be a viewing center for what we are doing over there. Praise God. All right, so um, it's our year of spreading. So we are preparing for room, all right, for more to be discipled and trained in the God life. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. All right, turn your Bibles with me real quickly. John 3.16, we're focusing on... God's wonderful love for man. That's me and you. I'm going to pray for those who are sick. So if you are sick in your body, get ready. I'll pray for you. I know that there's somebody here. I see in the realm of the spirit, you have a pain in your knee. The Lord will heal you today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are healed in Jesus' name. There is someone that has been healed of Ulcer, you are being healed right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Okay, this one is so, Lord is saying to tell someone, there's someone I see you remember, you always put something inside your ear. You are trying to clean your ear out. All right. So I can speak to you as a doctor. Stop doing that. Praise God. Your, the, air, the, 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 the wax in your ear is not death. It is good for your hair. Stop making it, stop making it easy for your Village people to attack your ear. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Leave your ear alone. Have you heard? Mm-hmm. <coughs> John 3, 16. Can we read? One, two, go. What does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him <coughs> should not perish but have what? Back up to verse 15. John three fifteen. Then we reach 16 and 17. He says that whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish but have what? eternal life for God so loved the world that he gave notice it says for God so loved the world does he say for God so loved Christians no he said for God so loved the world that's the world of sinners praise God the world of sinners irrespective of their religious beliefs he loves them hallelujah irrespective of their faulty perception of who he is he loves them he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son to die. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish, but have what? Everlasting life. What does that tell us? It tells us that faith in Christ Jesus is our translation from death to life. Our faith in Christ Jesus is our translation from death to life. He said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That word everlasting life means everlasting life. Glory to God. 
Everlasting life. Are you no Zoe? Everlasting life. Now, guys, what is the opposite of life? Talk to me now. What's the opposite of life? So if somebody does not have everlasting life, what will he have? Talk to me now. What will he have? Everlasting death. So that means when a man perishes, what that means is he has everlasting death. It also means that the whole world was in a place of what? Everlasting death. Jesus came to bring us out of that death into what? Into life. Now, look at the next verse, verse 17. Everybody look at it. 17 now says what? For everybody, I want you to read like, you know, we're in a comprehension class. One, two, it says what? For God sent not his son into the world to do what? Oh, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world, through who? Through him might be what? Say, wow, what does that show us? You see, Jesus is the perfect rendition of God. Jesus is the perfect explanation of the nature and character of God. Before Jesus, people had rumors of who God was. But Jesus is the perfect explanation of God. Jesus is God explained. Praise God. Look at him and say, Jesus is God explained. Say it again. Jesus is the explanation of God. Hallelujah. Explanation. He is God explained. He says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. If God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, what does that mean? God is not in the business of condemning the world. Glory to God. Amen. God is not in the business of what? Condemning the world. It means we do not serve a condemnation God. We do not serve a condemnation God. What does that tell you? It tells you that if you are a child of God, and you see a man who is bound in sin and addictions and a worldly lifestyle, your approach should not be condemnation. Are you following what I'm saying? Look at me, everybody. How many of you always have this feeling and yearning to condemn someone who is living wrong? You, 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 want, to, you want to judge them real quick. Let, let, let's, let, let's be honest, you understand? So, you know, you want to judge them real quick. Maybe you have, you know, one married woman is sleeping with somebody that is not her husband. And you're like, oh my God, all these people serve. You understand? That serves our rights. That's not how God is. God is not looking for the destruction of the sinner. Amen? Okay? How many of you have prayed this prayer? Almighty God, we punish all these our politicians. How many of you have, have said it? How many have said it? When, when the government is up, my God, we punish you. Have you, heard, have you seen that? Come on now, talk to me. Oh my, my God, my God. Chineke that I'm serving, we punish you. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Read it. You know, I, 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 was, I was looking at something one time. Someone said, was, was cursing. My God, we punish you. I said, we not. He <laughs> will not. Amen. Someone said that, you see, God there is too slow. That's why I like Amadio. Amadio is sharp, sharp. Chongo is sharp, sharp. 
God, this Jesus Christ is too, is too massive. I want a God of vengeance. I was saying, read it again, everybody, read, so that the, the Spirit of God can soften your heart. What do I say? For God, read it again. For what? God not notice to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be what saved. So God did not send His Son to condemn the world. So Jesus did not come with a ministry of retribution, with a ministry of vengeance, and with a ministry of condemnation. No. He came with a ministry of reconciliation. Because it was not just one man that was wicked. We were all wicked. Glory to God. We were all what? Wicked. 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 Jeremiah 17.9. He said, the heart of man is deceitful and desperately what? Wicked. He says, who can know it? Who can know it? Wickedness. Hallelujah. If God was able to open the laboratory of every man's heart right now. Amen. You just notice that one nice looking brother. Just looking like this. If God opened your eyes to see what the person is thinking. Hey! You say, man, wow. Glory to God. Hey! That's why sometimes the prophetic is very dangerous. Uh, I, I won't tell you sometimes the challenges I have. Because you see, many people don't know that. You see, <laughs> the time, I'll just be sitting in my room and now the Lord will show me some, some, you understand? Some, you understand? Let me know. Just, yeah. I'm like, hi. Hi. What did I do to you? I'll be hearing conversations. You understand? So what I will now do is I will pray for the person. Then I'll put it in the sermon. <laughs> so it will now be coming a word of knowledge. I mean, if you have had that experience in this thing. Why the pastor? Ah, those words of knowledge. Exactly. You understand? He said the heart of man is deceitful and is desperate. Do you know what desperately wicked means? Is that he's, he's hungry for wicked action. He wants to be wicked. You understand? That is the heart of man. He said, who can know it? Yet he says, for God so loved that wicked man. Which means that God's disposition to wicked men and sinful men is that he wants to reach out to them to make them sons of God. Because when God sees darkness, God is not trying to destroy the darkness in men. He's trying to bring men out of what? That darkness. God is a reconciler, not a condemner. Are you following what I'm saying? God is a what? Reconciler. He is not a condemner. Look at 2 Corinthians 5. Say God sent not his son. If you are here, you are saying, ah, pastor. I was a court. In fact, I'm in a court. I'm a court now. Praise God. I'm in a IA um, court. Confraternity. I'm a, I'm a high boy. I don't know how they call themselves. I've killed. I've maimed. Last week, I broke someone's knee because he looked at me funny. God is not looking to destroy you. God is looking to reconcile with you. That is the beauty of who God is. You see, when we understand Jesus, Jesus is our reintroduction to the nature and character of God. Because before Jesus, we felt and thought that God was a vengeful God. God was an unstable God. 
who always wanted to destroy. The moment you see, we destroy you. You understand? That is the mindset we had about God. But Jesus comes and he corrects that understanding. He says, no, God is actually all through the scriptures reaching out to bring you back to himself. Look at 2 Corinthians 5. And verse, we are going to read from verse 14. And I want you to read. You see, one of the things that is very important in church is reading the scriptures. Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy 4.13, talking to his son Timothy, he says, Till I come, give attendance to what? To reading. Which means that the nature of God can be read. You can read God because there is a book about him. Glory to God. I said glory to God. He said, till I come, give attendance to reading. Reading, reading, exhortation. Reading, reading. Now look at this, 2 Corinthians 4.14. Everybody, I want you to read one to go. It says what? For the love of Christ, uh, church now, I want to go. For the love of what? Christ constrained us. Because we thought, George, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Next verse, everybody read like a mass choir. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. Now notice, how many people did Jesus die for? Louder. Say, Jesus died for me. Jesus died for you. Yeah. He says, and he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them, and what? Rose again. Next verse, verse 16. Let's read one to go. It says, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we meet him no more. Verse 17, one to go. It says, What? He is a what? You. Do you understand? All things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Think about it. A man who was a treacherous sinner, he comes to Jesus, all right, and says, Jesus, I believe in you. And automatically, all of his sins are forgiven. And God says, that man is not the man he used to be. He is now a new creation. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things are what? Become new. In the sight of God, he's a changed man. In the sight of men, he's the same man. Are you correct? But in the sight of God is what? It's a changed man. Now look at the next verse. Everybody, follow me. Follow it now. Look at the verse. It says, and all things are of God. Who had what? Who reconciled us to himself? Talk to me now. Who reconciled us to himself? So listen to me. God wants to be reconciled with man than man wants to be reconciled with God. Salvation was God's idea, not man's idea. Glory to God. Is that all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of what? So now notice something very powerful here. He said he had reconciled us to himself by who? By Jesus. So there is no reconciliation with God outside of Jesus Christ. None. There is no reconciliation with God outside of Jesus Christ. Someone say, someone, someone, come on and say, ah, all you Christians, how can you be so certain? You say without Jesus, there's no salvation. We didn't, we didn't invent it. It's Jesus that said it, and we believe him. He said it because he was convincing enough. Amen? Amen. I mean, when you look at Jesus, Jesus, they spat at him, he didn't spit back. They slapped him, he didn't slap back. Hallelujah. In the world of evil, he only demonstrated holiness and righteousness. The, in, in, in a world of imperfection, Jesus remained perfect. 
Of all the things that were said against Jesus, nobody held and said he was a sinful man. No. Praise God. He kept himself unspotted from the world, showing us that he was not of this world. So whatever he tells me about God, I'm going to listen. Jesus said in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man can come to the Father except what? By me. Why? Because salvation and forgiveness of sins is only in Jesus. Listen to me. God is not a Christian. God is not a Muslim. God is not a Shintoist. God is not a Buddhist. Praise God. Hallelujah. But God is a Father who has forgiven all sins in Jesus Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? So, if the Muslim comes to God in Christ, he's forgiven. Amen? If the one who is born a Christian comes to God in Christ, you know there are some people that are Christian in the form, but they are not actually Christian. Are you following what I'm saying? My name is Oluwaseun Josiah Akikunbe. Praise God. Alright, that's your name. Oh, you have a Christian name. Yes. That doesn't mean you're a Christian. Praise God. For you to be a Christian is that you have come to the acknowledgement of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Praise God, number one. And you have accepted what he has done for you. That's what it means. It means you have received the forgiveness of sins that was paid into your account. That's a Christian. That's the born again person. The born again is not, I used to wear trousers, I don't wear it anymore. The born again is not, I used to wear attachment, I don't wear attachment anymore. The born again is not, I used to wear short skirts, I'm now sweeping Lagos slim with my skirt. That's not what it means to be born again. To be born again means, praise God, that you heard what Jesus did for you. He died for you, he was buried, and he rose up from the dead. And you said, Jesus, I accept what you have done for me. Come into my heart, make me yours forever. That's a Christian. The Christian is the one that heard that there was eternal destruction outside of Jesus. Then he says, and he heard that there was eternal life inside of Jesus. Do you know what he did? He came and he hid himself in Jesus. So the Christian is a testament of God's grace and God's mercy alone. So I am not better than you. You are not better than me. I am just a recipient of God's mercy. Hallelujah. And if you believe in Jesus, you are a recipient of what? Of God's mercy. It doesn't matter whether I was born in a decent and I never smoked in my life. I never drank alcohol. And you have been drinking all your life. You've been smoking. In fact, you smoked shisha last night. Matter. Listen, if you come to Jesus Christ today, we are washed the same. We are cleansed the same. We are sons of God the same. Because the same mercy that's extended to me is extended to you. Hallelujah. Look at this. Go back there, 2 Corinthians 5. It says, All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us what? The ministry of what? Reconciliation. Next verse. He now says, Everybody read this. Everybody, I want you to read this one to go. He says, What? To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world. Unto what? Who was reconciling the world? God was reconciling the world unto himself. Alright? He says, not imputing their what? Trespasses unto them. So God is not counting your sins against you. Oh boy! We grew up filled with the knowledge of a God that was marking register of our sins. But he says, God is not imputing your sins unto you. Hallelujah! So stop remembering your sins. God has forgotten them. 
He has wiped them clean. He has washed you of all your sins. Praise God. Amen. Then he didn't just forgive you your sins. Remember I told you, in one, I think it was two weeks ago, I said that what Jesus did for us was not just a pardoning. There was also what? An enablement. We are, our sins were not just pardoned. Hallelujah. We were also what? Given a new nature. Praise God. So now, we are not just the ones that was forgiven of fornication. We are the ones that were given the spirit of God that does not love sin. Amen. So now we have the ability to walk in holiness. We have the ability to walk in righteousness because of that enablement that we have received. Praise God. I said, praise God. And let me round up with this wonderful story. Turn your Bible and lose gospel. Very popular story. Story of the prodigal son. Hallelujah. I mean, if you are learning, I, 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 you are learning something here. I, if you are learning something, shout hallelujah. Okay. Now, hmm. <laughs> Jesus, listen, everybody, look at me. Jesus, in explaining the Father's heart towards sinners, told three parables. The parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost son. Are you ready to read it? Are you ready to read it? Are you ready to read it? Then Luke chapter 15. And we are going to read from verse 1. Luke 15 verse 1. Now look at this. Praise God. Can we read one to go? It says what? Then drew near unto him. Pay attention. All the publicans and sinners for to hear him. I want you to understand the category of people that flocked around Jesus. Publicans and who? Talk to me. Publicans and who? But notice they gathered around him not to flange up, but to hear the word. Amen. You know, because I've heard some Christians say, ah, um, you, you, you know, sinners are around me. They are, you know, you know, and saying that ah, Jesus was around sinners. But what were they around him for? They were around him for the purpose of hearing the word. Look at this. He says, all right, read it again. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners to hear him. Everybody read verse 2. He says, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, this man what? Received sinners and what? Now, look at it. Listen to me. Why did the Pharisees murmur? Because the Pharisees assumed that if a man is of God, he will stay away from sinners. Because their perception of God was a God who kept sinners far away. Are you following? That, 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 that God was a God who kept sinners far from him. So if you smoked, God kept you far. If you slept around, God kept you far. If you did wrong things, God kept you far. So they did not understand a God that kept sinners close to him. I want to ask you a question for a moment. Guys, if you had dirty clothes, right? Clothes that were dirty, okay? What do you want the clothes to be close to? In order to get clean. Washing machine care. No, soap and water. It's not soap and water. It's not soap and water. Now, why do you want the clothes to be close to soap and water? Because that is the solution to dirty clothes. Amen. So, why will a God of holiness, glory to God, who 
has and loves sinners, keeps sinners far from, the, far from him when he is the solution to their sin. Who can cleanse sin except God? So what we see with Jesus is that Jesus says, eh, no, I want the sinners close to me. The people I want far from me are the hypocrites. Are you following? The hypocrite is the one that has sin, but is behaving as though he doesn't. The hypocrite is the one that has sin, but all right, he's saying that I can take care of my sin myself and I don't need God. That's a hypocrite. So you find Jesus was closer to sinners than he was to Pharisees because the Pharisees were the hypocrites. Praise God. Now I'm going to show you a moment how, and, and you see, even as believers, we must never be hypocrites. Never be the one that points the finger. Don't point the finger and condemn the man who is in adultery when you, you have issue with lust in your heart. Are you following what I'm saying? You have no right to condemn the one who is in adultery if you are still battling lust in your own heart. Because both of you are committing the same sin. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? You know, if you see a man caught in adultery, you are supposed to extend the love of God towards the person. And let him know that though he was caught in adultery, God loves you. And Jesus is your, the, your way out of this thing. Are you following what I'm saying? You understand this thing? And I will tell you this thing. This is, it is the mercy you extend to people that people will extend to you. Never be in a hurry to condemn people in your heart and in your words. Amen? Amen? Listen, if they are stoning somebody publicly, don't join them to stone the person. No. Remember that woman that was caught in adultery? And they brought to Jesus. And they said, Jesus, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. All of us want to stone her. What do you say? Jesus says, he who is without sin, let him what? Cast the first stone. So what is he saying is this. The only stone if you don't have sin. Which means that no human being on earth has the right to throw stones at someone else. Why? We are all in the same category. We are all sinners that needed salvation. Praise God. And now that we are in Christ, being sons of God, we are sons of God by the same root, Jesus Christ. So they, I cannot be throwing stones at you. Look at neighbor and say, don't throw stones. Look at someone and say, don't throw stones. Amen? Don't throw stones. Ah, we know Sister Lindia. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Ah, now wow. Yeah, yeah, brother, brother, you want to date her? <laughs> now wow. What happened? Nothing. Hmm. Ah, nothing, no. <laughs> All right, minister of accusation. Supreme accuser of the brethren. Minister of Death, not Life. Well done. Gossip General of the Federation. Hallelujah. Gossip General of the Federation. Accountant of the sins of mankind. I hail you. Keeper of the records of sin. Editor of the sins of the universe. Assistant Devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. PA to the Queen of the Coast, Queen of the South Coast, and Queen of the Northeastern Coast. Junior Satan. That is your ministry. When you are bringing up sins that God has wiped off. Glory to God. You cannot be a true evangelist and be a condemner. It doesn't work together. You cannot sell soap and water and be selling debt at the same time. And you say you are into laundry. You are a laundry, uh, dry cleaner. It doesn't work. You are either cleaning clothes or you are dirtying them. You can't do the two. So which one is your ministry, Christian? 
Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at it now. He says, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man received sinners. Eh? And he eateth with them. He's sitting there with drunkards. They are smelling of alcohol. How can he be there? They preaching the word. What, what word is he preaching? You see that? And he spake this parable unto them. Listen to what Jesus said. Saying, he said, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine? In the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he what he find it. This is the character of God. God will leave 99 to go and find the lost one. You are not too far gone. God is looking for you. The reason why you're in this service, if you are here, you are not saved, you're not born again, or you were serious with your Christian life at one point, but now you've backslidden. God is reaching out to you now. He has not forgotten you. He has not abandoned you. He will never abandon you. Never. No matter what you have done. He will never abandon you. There is nothing like, I have closed the chapter in your life. I don't care what prophet came to tell you. God is giving you three chances. You have lost two. He made one chance. That prophet was not speaking by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. He reaching out to you. He will lead the 99 and come for you. Hallelujah. He says, until he find it. Look at verse 5. And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulder rejoicing. When God finds you and you say, Lord Jesus, I'm back. I'm so sorry. And God says, I never left you. You just reduced your consciousness of me, thinking I was far, but I never left you. Praise God. I've just been here, knocking on the door, waiting for you to open. Praise God. He said, when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulder rejoicing. God is rejoicing over one. One. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. I say unto you likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented, more than over nineteen and nine just persons which no need no repentance. It means that right now, those of you listening to me, if there's anyone here who has not believed on Jesus, you can cause a party to break out in heaven right now by saying, Jesus, I'm coming home. Praise God. I'm coming home. Look at this verse 8. He said, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. He says, likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. Now notice, he said, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God. He's not saying the angels are the one rejoicing. He says, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God. The reason why he says there is joy in the presence of the angels of God, because there is someone whose presence they stand before that is rejoicing. Who is rejoicing? God! God rejoices over the sinner that comes back. Hallelujah. Look at verse 11, everybody. He says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. He says, verse 12, everybody would want to go. He says, what? And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto him, unto them what is living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with righteous living. God gave you life. He gave you choice. All right, right now you're living your life the exact anyhow you want. You're just, you know, taking anything, smoking anything, drinking anything. All right, but that's what, not what God gave you the life for. 
He gave you his life for, all right, to manifest his glory, to show his majesty and carry out his plan on the earth. But you are like this son who went and wasted his living. And he says, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. Verse 15. Everybody, let us read one to go. He says what? And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his field. To what? To what? To what? To what? To feed pigs. The devil task master. Had task master. The devil. Hallelujah. Satan. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you how Satan will mess someone's life up. He will deceive you that you see what is fun. Have you seen what people call fun? Smokibo. You see. You are watching Zil um, uh, Zilensky, Zilensky, uh, all this um, what, Malian. They want to ah, they want to ah, Igbo, ah, oh, that is fun. What one jaye? Jaye, look how the girls around him. <laughs> My brother, there is no aye in it too. You see, you will see, pastor, is because you are a pastor. Listen, there is no aye inside. <laughs> Amen. There's no idea there. You smoke, Igbo. You are high. Your eyes in front of your forehead like this. Then you know you want to find out. You will not find out that the Igbo is never enough. Have you noticed? It will never be enough. You understand? You get a high. Ah, ah. Then you come down. Ah, I need another high. Then after some time, Igbo will not be enough. They say cocaine. Then they will not say after they say it's codeine. You miss codeine with this one and miss this one. You put a fear inside codeine and, hey, and you now drink it. They after they will not say it's one drug. You sniff it, sniff it. Then you will not be taking more and more. It can never be enough. Is it sex? Ah, sex. See, sex. The devil deceive you. Sex. Ah, or more. You see that girl. See that one. That one is fine. See the body. See everything. You that got chase that one. You will sleep with that one. Sleep, 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 sleep. You want another one. You will break that one heart. You go to another one. See me. You are not nice. Ethiopian babes. You got Ethiopian babes. No Sudan. They you not say Argentinian babes. Then you now go to Spanish babes. And you now want to extraterrestrial babe aliens. You will not be looking for extra extra babe, and you don't want, you understand? Because, hey, <laughs> he cannot satisfy. Don't you understand? It's deception. It can't satisfy you. There's no satisfaction inside. Praise God. You now say, ah, look at big boys. Eh, this one is going with this one, this one is okay. It's association and feeling among. You will find you will feel among you get with this one after some time. You say, Ah, these ones are too small. You need another one. You need another one. After whiskey, you want Drake. After Drake, you want Michael Jackson that has died. You understand? You don't look, you can never be, it can never satisfy. Listen, there is a space in man. Only God can feel it. Until God enters that place, you will roam around. You will, like, like no children of Israel are going around for 40 years and you done this. You don't be going around. You, today is drugs. Tomorrow is woman. So next, before you know it, as a woman, you're not saying man, man is not enough. Let me try my, 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 my um, same sex. Dad, same sex is not enough. Let's try dog. You'll be going like that. Satan will, because you see what Satan is doing is this. He knows you have a limited type to live on the earth. So he wants to help you waste it. Because you have a plan. God has a plan for your life. 
And there is a time frame for you to fulfill that plan. But Satan wants you to waste that time. So he first of all give you an addiction at 14. You'll be battling the addiction. You'll be battling it. You'll be using your money to sponsor it. Using your relationship to sponsor it. You sponsor it before. You are 44 now. You are still in that addiction. Praise God. I, 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 you know, I, I was reading a story about an actor. While he was young, Satan introduced drug addiction into his life. Gifted actor. Gifted actor. He was battling the addiction. Yes, trying to push his acting. Battling the addiction. Trying to push his acting. He featured in great Hollywood blockbusters. Was popular. He made money. But the more money he made, the more the battle with the addiction increased. And one day, he took concussion of drugs. Put it into his veins. And never woke up. Died a short life. Died suddenly. He had all the money. But that addiction that the devil introduced finished him. Look at our Kelly. Church boy. Many of you sing his songs, right? I believe I can fly. You see, when I hear people like that sing, I believe I can fly. I don't know the flying is referring to. So that's why I used to calm down with the singing. Because, you see, flying, oh, Polish Rishi. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, Polish Rishi. So I don't know the flying is referring to. Now, listen. What happened to him? When he was young, somebody sexually abused him as a child, six-year-old, seven-year-old, introduced sexual addiction into his life early. He now began to, began to battle that. That's what the devil does. He will attack the children so that when he breaks them as children, they grow up to be broken men and women. That's what Satan does. That's what Satan does. So it is why when you see a broken adult, he might have been broken as a child. So that's why compassion should be your response to people bound in one addiction to the other, bound in one sinful lifestyle to the other, not judgment. Are you following what I'm saying? But also, never call what that bondage, don't call it fun. It's not fun. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not fun. It's bondage. It's slavery to your appetite. Slavery to your impulses. It's slavery. There's no fun there. A man comes and says, he can't sleep with one woman and he must sleep with three. And you say he's having fun. That's not fun. He's bound. There is a bondage. There's a demonic thing there. Stop calling bondage of Satan fun. A man is drinking alcohol to a point he's drunk. He says he's having fun. No. He's crashing his liver. He's ensuring he's not going to see his 50th birthday. You are calling it fun. What is fun there? So Jesus is saying, come home. He said, come unto me, all ye that are what? Weary and are heavy what? Lady. He said, I will give you what? Rest. Stop running away. Jesus is not ashamed of you. He's not ashamed of your addiction. He's not ashamed of those. He's not ashamed. He's saying, come. 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 Let's continue reading. Can we round up now? Praise God. So that's why you come to church even when you have had a sinful week. Come to church. Now a person the way they smell, with they give soap and water to. Is that not true? Is that not true? No. The more the person smells, the more the perfume, the soap must have. 
one that has is you know has not had his bath for one week. It's not keno soap you give the person. It's premier and locks. Amen. Glory to God. In that same way, the person who has sin problem needs Jesus. Praise God. We need what? Jesus. Now, where were we? Verse what? Verse what? 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his feet to feed what? To feed what? To feed a son. He sent it to feed swine. Pig. That's how Satan does it. Swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself. When he did what? Talk to me, church. When he what? Came to himself. So that means whenever you are living a life of sin, you have not come to yourself. So when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with what? Hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And we say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And before what? Guys, I have an announcement for you. <laughs> Amen. I got an announcement for you that this son, this dude, wasn't going back to his father. I love my father. You know he was in love. I love God. I want to go back to God. Jesus. Is that why he went back? No. Everything back. Hunger don't wire them. I hope it's okay for me to speak some preaching English in this atmosphere. Praise God. I saw one, one, one Instagram babe. I mean, dear Jesus, the accent did not work. <laughs> the accent wasn't working. <laughs> wasn't working. Amen, somebody. <laughs> oh my God. I saw this, I was like, ah, sister, they should have advised you. You should have some PR people. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I want some food, food. I was like, what are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> well, I hope PG is okay. Amen. So, what was I saying? People have made laugh it away. He was hungry. He said, ah, I need to go to God. There are some of you that the reason why you are running to Jesus is because you are hungry. And it's okay. Oh, oh, it's okay. God is not judging you for it. Oh, yeah. God is not judging you for it. Some of you come back to God because you have a problem. You are sick in your body. Amen. You married a man that you should not marry and he has been beating you. And you want Jesus to solve the problem. Praise God. Listen, you did something against God's counsel. And you ran into a problem and you are back to God. It's fine. God is not judging you for it. That's God for you. Are you following what I'm saying? God is not judging him for it. God is not condemning him for it. Because that's God. That's his nature. That's his character. That's who he is. He's the one that tells you, don't enter into that mess. And you disobey and you enter into that mess. Then you come back to him and he will clean up that mess. That is God. That's the God you are serving. The God that even when you do things stupidly and you enter into a problem and you come back, he's not going to judge you. You say, come. Takes responsible for the, responsibility for the mess and he cleans you up. Then he sets you straight again. Now look at what happened. This guy goes back to his father. Look at, his, look at it quickly. Hallelujah. Listen. He said, I will arise and go to my father. And we say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And what? Before thee. 19. Everybody read. He says what? And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as what? One of thy higher servants. Look at 20. And he arose and came to his father. 
But when he was yet a what? A great way off. His father saw him and had what? Compassion. Oh, hallelujah. And he what? Notice. Who ran? Who ran? Listen to me. When you take one step to God, God is taking hundred to you. Hundred to you. You are like, he, he, he. God is saying, come, 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 I've missed you. Come, oh my darling. Come on, come on. That's God. God, the father ran. Hallelujah. And the father fell on his neck. And the father kissed him. The son was just wondering. The father was kissing him, holding him, my son, my son. I was crying. Amen. Like God is crying out to many of you today. Come home. Stop running away. You're thinking that I will reject you because of your sin is breaking my heart. I have already demonstrated that I love you respective of your, your own sin. I demonstrated it by sending Jesus to die on the cross. While you were a sinner, Jesus died. Why will I reject you now? Why would I turn my back on you now? If I could bleed on a cross, naked, publicly for you, why then would I turn my back on you now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why will I turn my back on you now? Hallelujah. The Father goes for him, embraces him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Celebrates, does a party because his son is back home. Hallelujah. Listen to me. That son was lost away from his father's presence. But when he was found again, the father embraced him. Listen. The sins of that son did not change his identity. The prodigal son is still a son. Praise God. Now, if you are here, there are two categories. If you are here, you have not yet received Jesus as Lord of your life. And you have not yet received forgiveness of your sins. Today is the time to receive forgiveness. Amen. And have a clean slate and become a child of God. Then also, if you are here and you know that you've backslided, You've backslided. You were a child of, you were doing things children of God do. I don't know what happened. Maybe you were in a church. Someone offended you. Maybe it was a pastor or a worker or whatever it was. Or you backslid and you're not caught into a lifestyle of sin and all of that. Jesus is saying, come home. Praise God. Come home. Come home. So all heads bows, all eyes closed. Hallelujah. If you are here, and you are saying, Pastor, I heard the sermon. I heard what you said. And I had conviction in my heart. And you are saying, Lord, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want all my sins to be forgiven. If you are in that category, I want you to lift your hand above your head so that I can pray with you. You are here and you say you want Jesus as Lord and Savior and you want to receive forgiveness of sins. You have, you're saying, Pastor, I know that if Jesus comes back now, I will not go to heaven. And I want to be with Jesus. I want to go to heaven. I want to have my sins forgiven. If you are in that category, put your hand above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you and lead you to Jesus. And lead you to Jesus. And lead you to Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. All right. Now, if everybody here has received the Lord Jesus, that's good. All right. But if you are here and you have not, I want you to know that today is the day of salvation. You don't have all day. You have one person. All right. Someone stands up. Okay. You don't have all day. You don't have all day. It's a joyful thing. It's not shameful. This is your naming ceremony. This is the greatest day of your life. Coming to Jesus Christ. Having your sins forgiven. So if you are, I have one hand there. If you have somebody else, put your, your hand on Jesus Christ really quickly. Alright. So if you, you want to receive Jesus in your land and your hands are there, say this with me. Say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for dying for me on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for forgiving me all my sins. Today, I receive the forgiveness of sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Make me yours forever. Cleanse me of all my sins and make me a child of God. I believe right now I am a child of God. Heaven is now my home. The angels of God are now with me. I give you praise, my God and my Father. Amen in Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together for the Lord? As Everybody just put your hands together. Alright, so the ushers are going to give you a form to fill. But we want to follow you up and ensure that we can help you in your walk with God. Praise God. Praise God. Alright, let's rise up on our feet. I want to pray with us before I go. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands towards heaven, everybody. Hallelujah. I'm beginning to say in the name of the Lord Jesus. This week is a fruitful week for me. I walk in abundance this week. I walk in increase this week. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray that us will talk to the Lord. And... You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.